With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, friends. How are you today? Welcome to You Are Not Alone. If you don't know me, I am spiritual medium Erica Gabriel, and I am so thrilled that you are here, that you want to hear what I have to say, that you want to hear um, the people that I truly, from the bottom of my heart, connect with, the people that truly, from the bottom of my heart, uh, resonate with me. Um, there's something about the healers, the helpers, the practitioners, uh, the mediums, the motivators, the manifestors, the mystics that we have on this show. It's almost like... I don't know, I see them or they're someone I've connected with in the past. It's like all of a sudden their name will kind of show up in lights in my mind. You know what I mean? Or um, their their picture will kind of appear in color, right? Whereas like other pictures will be in black and white and their picture will appear in color. Um, so I love that you trust me and that you trust uh, the people that I want to highlight on this show. It really is a special experience and it's an amazing exchange, this community. It's it's this very cool exchange. And I mean exchange because you connect with the healers that I have on and then you've been DMing me and leaving me notes and messages and emails and it is, it's powerful. It's really powerful and, and I'm blown away. Everything having to do with this podcast is a surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything has been this wonderful, pleasant, fantastic surprise, right? In a good way. So it's it's a podcast that came out of something organic. And I just kind of stuck with that the whole time and just kept it really, um, really just real. And, and so everything that comes from it is just like, wow, wow, cool. Amazing. Awesome. Um, so I'm thrilled that you have me in your ear right now. So here's the deal. You guys send me a lot of questions. And I also ask you to send me a lot of questions. You know what I mean? I'm like, write me in my DMs or I'll put up a sticker on Instagram saying, hey, what questions do you want me to answer on the show? And what's so really like, I don't know, interesting about that and affirming is that Say I get 100 questions when I put a sticker on Instagram, right? It'll be like 10 questions are about like pets that cross over and 10 questions are about something personal that people have. And then 10 questions will be about this. Like the questions come in clusters and in groups. And the reason why this is so rad is because um, there's that word again. <laughs> you guys always write me. You're like, you know, you say rad a lot. And I'm like, damn it. Okay, fine. Yes, I guess I do. <laughs> Um, but the thing that's so rad about that is that, you know, it's just another kind of tick in that box of like, you're not alone. What you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're wondering about, what you're connecting with, like you have partners in that. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. So something that I've noticed that's been coming up a lot is this idea of past lives. People want more. They want to know their past lives. They want to know how to find their past lives. They want to know who to work with uh, when they're looking for their past lives. They, they, you know, everyone is really thirsty for that information. And um, 
I think it was in the beginning of the summer, maybe late spring, I did a podcast with Michelle Brock. She's a spiritual life coach. She's a past life regressionist. She's an intuitive. She's a healer. She's really this powerful spirit. She studied with um, Brian Weiss, who wrote Many Lives, Many Masters. Um, That's a fabulous, fantastic book if you haven't read it. And we did a podcast together, and it was really powerful. And I want to highlight her again. And I also hope you guys will listen to this episode again, because a lot of people have questions about past lives. So I felt like if I put this one to the forefront again, you might get some of those questions answered. Um, So this is a re-release of an earlier podcast, one that I think is extremely relevant and what you guys are asking for today. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Lots more new uh, healers coming up as we move forward. Um, so stick with me here on You Are Not Alone. Can Keep writing me. Please comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, send me a note. You can always email info at ericagabriel.com. Please follow me on Instagram at spiritual medium Erica. You can hang out with me there. I do a ton of content on there. Um, I'm thinking of you all. I really hope you enjoy this powerful uh, episode with Michelle Brock. She's so awesome. <laughs> and we had just like a great, you know, great hang uh, as well. And her Instagram is at Past Life Michelle. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much. God bless you. I'm so happy you came on the show. And I hope you all really enjoy uh, this episode of You Are Not Alone with Michelle Brock. Um, God bless, guys. Enjoy and have a beautiful day. Straw Hut Media. Hello, friends, and welcome to this next episode of You Are Not Alone. I am spiritual medium Erica Gabriel. I'm so thrilled you guys are hanging out with me today. Um, Thank you for listening. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, I'm thrilled because I had the best experience. So people always come to me with experiences with spirit, right? So they're like, weirdest thing happened and help me decode this. Um, And usually my experiences with spirit are at this point a little more controlled. I really open and close my door. Although I allow spirit to influence me, I constantly am working with my guides. Um, But I had this great experience. So I was on Instagram And I don't even know how I saw it, but I just see this picture of this person pop up uh, her Instagram handle. And it was just like, oh, bright light, (laughs) a shining light around her face. I clicked follow, started looking, uh, looking about uh, over, you know, her page and and reading about her. And um, I was like, oh, yes we are going to connect and hopefully be friends if she likes me back. And I would very much like her for the podcast as well. It was like this immediate draw to her. Hadn't even looked at her website yet. Hadn't watched a video of her yet. Nothing. But my guides told me, Erica, this is someone that you're going to connect with. This is this is a very special connection. And this is an amazing person. And I was laughing, telling her, I'm like, I really thought to myself, boy, I hope she knows that she's going to say yes to my podcast because it's already been set in the stars. Um, Kind of funny. But now I've gotten to know her a little bit. We've been chatting and looking over everything she does. And I can completely see why spirit drew me to her. I thank spirit so much for bringing us together. Her name is Michelle Brock. She is a spiritual life coach who specializes in past life regression. Um, And I am so thrilled to have her here today to tell us all about kind of this experience, this human experience 
what past lives are, how they affect our current life, and hope sh hopefully she can give us some tips on connecting with our own past lives. Michelle, hi, welcome. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you are too. And that's literally what happened. I was like, well, shit, I hope she knows she's already, she's going to be on my podcast. because I, it's already, it. I already saw it. It already connected. And, you know, I work with my guides so much every single day. Um, and it's more like we're in the middle of a conversation and they show me things and we chat and it's, it's like this very close connection, but I don't know that things kind of go like boom like that as much anymore, you know, not in a negative way, but it was like, oh yeah, no, this is her. Yep. Boom. Like <laughs> contact <it>. her. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Kind, many kinds of soulmates, right? Maybe. That's, yes. That's yes. Like, I knew her before, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, oh, we knew each other in a past life. We just had to find each other. But it I love was it. funny too, because I'm like, I wonder what Mich if, if Michelle has been manifesting being on more podcasts or something. You <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to You Are Not Alone. And thank you for being here. And I love looking over your website. And just really looking over the different things you did, it's so cool when we talk, you know, you are a shaman, you are a past life regressionist, you're a spiritual life coach, and you have all of these amazing skills and tools that you use when you work with spirit and when you work with people. How did this all start? Where did, where did it come from? And how did this all begin for you on your journey? Well, I, you know, I, I've been a medium since I was born. I had a lot of... Um, interesting experiences as a child. Um, and, you know, I, I buried them. I didn't grow up with a family that really accepted them. In fact, my, my parents are very religious and don't believe in, you know, they believe in an afterlife, but, you know, um, certainly not past lives or, uh, you know, ability, mediumship, that kind of thing. Um, and then in my <clears throat> early 30s, um, I actually met Dr. Brian Weiss, who is an author of a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. He's written several books. One of my favorite books, Michelle. Yes. And it's, it's I love that book. And he he was in at University of Miami, right? In Florida, because that's where I went to school. Yes. He actually was yeah. working at Mount Sinai Hospital in uh, Miami. Mm -hmm. And I actually met him because my sister had a baby in the hospital where he used to work. And she had a near-death experience after having her son. And she's fine now, and, and the baby's fine. In fact, he's 15. Um, but during she had a stroke after um, having an epidural, and she started speaking a language that no one could recognize. And one of her OBGYNs was friends with Brian Weiss and gave her Many Lives, Many Masters, because he was like, you know, we, she was clearly trying to say something. It wasn't gibberish. It was like it had a very clear kind of emotional quality to it. Did they um, know what the language was or was it so a language no one understood? Two of the doctors spoke fluent Hebrew and they said that it sounded a bit like Hebrew, but that the word endings and some of the syntax were off. So we think it might have been Aramaic or some yes, ancient. Ancient. Yes. He, ancient he Aramaic. language. Right. Which is funny. I mean, it's not like my sister studied linguistics or anything like that, you know, like learned it in the language lab at Columbia University or anything. Um, but, you know, it, and it was it was something that was very emotional for her, too. She was trying to relay something. Um, and she's like I said, she fully recovered soon after. It was this very strange um you know, almost like witchy experience then ended up connecting with Brian Weiss. I read the book because she, she gave it to me 
And I, it was like a light switch flipped on. I was just like, Mm. this is the most compelling thing I have ever read. And of course I was like, I need to meet this guy because I need to know who I was in a past life. But I actually first Googled, you know, in in Many Lives, Many Masters, it's a story about um, a patient of his who he calls Catherine, um, who had this life-changing experience. I want, I Googled her. I wanted to know where she was lecturing. Um, and right. Yes. In, he in, takes in, her through many. I remember he take just for those of you um, listening, it's Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian L. Weiss. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's and correct. This, he, and it's, he, it's an account of his, of a patient's experience where she was highly symptomatic, very anxious, um, had like just really debilitating um, symptoms, and he was using he diagnosed her with PTSD, and he, he was, was using, a therapist, guys. Just right, so you know, yeah. <laughs> for those for those who haven't read the book, he was a therapist. He was the very, chair chair of psychiatry at Mount Sinai Hospital. Yes, very yes, very scientific, very scientific. And then he had this woman on his couch, basically having these unbelievable experiences, and he was like, "What is this?" Well, he, and, he used hypnosis to uncover you know, buried memories, because he was certain that she had some trauma that was causing these symptoms. And he said that he was frustrated one day. And he said, go back to the because he wasn't uncovering memories from this lifetime, that would match the symptoms. And with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He said, go back to the time where your symptoms began. And she started describing this ancient lifetime. And he's like, well, they didn't teach me this at Yale medical school. Um, (laughs) right. Um, and he, what ended up happening was that she recovered from her symptoms and not only that got happy and more intuitive and more connected. And so he wrote this book about this woman's experiences. And like I said, obviously I wanted to meet him, but I wanted to hear her you know, talk about, well, when I was remembering this in a past life, and obviously the context of her doing this was in therapy. So, you know, she, she didn't even want him to use her real name, um, confidential, but I ended up going to a workshop that he did. And there were five, this is 15 years ago. So there were, you know, hundreds of people that had come from all over the world. And at the end of it, he said, I, no, everybody wants to do this. He goes, but I can only take one volunteer to come up on stage. <gasps> and in front of 500 people, 
I, I, I raised, of course, everybody raised their hand, but I was like, ooh, I got to do this. And I'm in the back. Like, nobody chooses me, like, like gym class, like, you know, what? <laughs> it was just one of those things. And, and he picked me and I went up on stage and I had this experience that changed everything, not just the way that I look at everything. It changed the way that I just view the entire world and why we're here. And that story of the past life that I had on stage is in his most recent book, which came out in 2012. It's called Miracles Stop. Happen. Yes. Stop. Yes. Um, That's amazing because that book changed my life too, Michelle. I didn't even know this about you when we met. Like, that's crazy. So, so your experience on stage, you're chosen out of 500 people. First of all, it's so like, of course, you were chosen because spirit was activating you to do this work that had to happen so that you could help others, right? You were being activated, right? I I, I believe that. And I, I think he, he kind of was like looking at me during the weekend. Like I'm kind of, and he's like, Oh, did he know me in a past life? I have been a student of his in a past life because I'm a slow learner, you know, like, <laughs> I know wow. I, I do think that there was, I think he did recognize that I was meant to do this work, but you know, since I had that experience, I've kind of become the, the Catherine who isn't confidential. Like I'll talk to anybody who will listen to me about so my experiences well, I, my my story is in Miracles Happen in the chapter around grief and um, and and grieving and loss. Um, long story short, the story is about um, the loss of my mother in this life. She, my mother died when I was two, and you know, just losing her at such an early age was just such a defining thing for me. I, I grieving that loss. I'm still doing it. You know, it's one of those things that kind of always follows you around. Um, But I had become a mother myself at that point. And and that, you know, really triggered a new level of grieving for me. And in my past life, I was a man. Um, And yes, I did publish that I was a man in a past life. My sister's teasing me. She's like, well, just you'll never get a date again. It's okay. Um, (laughs) I was a man. And I knew I was in Barcelona. I knew the year was 1689. I don't know how I knew it. It just came to me. I could feel that I wasn't very intelligent and I was big. I was a big lumbering man. And I had these pants on that were seemed to be made out of a burlap sack. And I could feel the scratchy fabric on my legs as I was sitting there. It was a multi-sensory experience. And I had this wife who had the same eyes as my mother in this life. And I knew it was her on a soul level. And we had three children. And in that life, she got sick and she died. And I couldn't get over my grief. And to the point where I could remember myself sitting at the table and staring at the wall. for like I just kind of gave up on living. And I had the perspective of myself now looking at my past life self and going, why am I ignoring my children? You know, they need me. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I so self-indulgent in my grief? Like, I still have a life. I can move on. You know, so I had that kind of omniscience where I was looking at my past self, but from the consciousness of the present. And that's what makes past life regression such an incredibly healing oh, you experience can heal. because you, you just know who you are now. And you're like, well, I can see this former version of myself and the mistakes I made. 
So um, that's kind of the story. And and then I, after I died, um, you know, I was reunited with my mother. And so there was a lot of, you know, in this life, you know. Well, it was your wife, right? But it was She was my wife. Right. And we were together before. We'll be together again. I also came to understand a lot about how my father grieved when I was a child as well through this, like a more compassionate viewpoint. So it was kind of like 20 years of therapy in about like 30 minutes. Um, Yeah, it was incredibly profound. And I had this um, kind of awakening after that. Um, I could see auras (laughs) on people after and he, he did include that in the book. I opened my eyes. I could see colors around people. I was like, oh, wait a second. Something's different. Um, and it took me a while to kind of learn how to rein it in and come back down to earth. But I had this kind of profound, almost like Kundalini experience from mm. that, um, that I, I, it took me a long time to process. But figuring out what that meant and how to pay it forward, I went back to Brian Weiss maybe nine months later. And I was like, just teach me how to do this because I need, I just saw how profoundly it can change somebody's life. And I've been paying it forward ever since I've been doing this full time since. So what did he do to you to, for, to have that experience? Like what, what was that experience like of him taking you through your past life? He does like a series of hypnosis and then you start to remember. Yeah, how does that work? It's hypnosis. You basically get really, really relaxed to the point where you're, conscious mind is still present, but your unconscious mind is very active. So it it feels a lot like a lucid dream where you're not really asleep and you're not really awake. You know you're having a dream. So images are coming to you. The hard part for many people is to not analyze it too much or, 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 or be too attached to it, um, to kind of just let it Correct. flow. But it was, it, like I said, it was multi- is- Working with spirit, right? You Correct. let it go loose. Let it go let, loose. Let, let it go loose. That let it flow. Ask, <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. How do I connect with my guides? You know, I want their names. I want their yeah. faces. I want to touch them and feel. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you got to let it go loose. If you yeah. squeeze them too tight, you close the door. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and for me, it was a multi-sensory experience. And and now that I've done this with thousands of people, it's different for everybody. Some people see. Some people don't see, they can sense it or feel it. Maybe they're a little more like claircognitive or, 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 or clairsentient and less clairvoyant. You know, I start using the clairs and people are like, oh, well, I'm not a psychic. I'm like, but you're a human, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All human beings are intuitive. And, you know, for people who like, like yourself and for me who work with spirit, I mean, this is our work. We've studied it. We practice it. We have honed a skill over time. I mean, it's possible to be born with a gift, but that doesn't change the fact that you have to develop it and study it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's like a, a common myth and misconception. People think we're just born like this. Well, we are. I but totally we agree. We study I, I it always, very, very hard as well, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I always tell people mediumship, is it's not a party trick. I've literally devoted my life to it. Yeah. Yeah. given my whole life over to it and honed it and developed it for for years and years and years with morning noon and night virtually so yeah. yes i'm it's so a lot more that. like yeah. being an athlete or or a musician right some people are born with more of talent in that area but you still it's muscles that you have to grow and and practice and there's a whole lifestyle associated with it so you know yeah. i'm i'm i i know that you live it too but i i if we can have everybody understand that you know if you're interested in it study it you know you, you practice it hone the skill over time so 
Absolutely. That's amazing. So you went back to him and you were like, oh my God, you just changed my life, dude. You got to yeah. show me how to change other people's. And you studied with him. I did. Yeah. Wow. Um, he does, he and his wife, Carol, do uh, regular uh, training sessions for people. And for at first, when they started doing it, they opened it only for therapists. Um, and then they realized that it was a room full of therapists and nobody wanted to be the subject. <laughs> so, they <laughs> opened, <laughs> so then they opened it up to people who wanted a more like a deeper dive into it. Uh, right. I love funny. that story. Yeah. That's awesome. They're like, damn yeah. it, this isn't going to work. It's Everyone cool wants someone it. to work on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so, amazing. Um, and the first day, everybody had to stand up and, and just say what they did. And I am not a therapist and I did consider going back to school for psychology and it just kind of didn't feel right. So the very first day I just stood up and I said I was a life coach and I just made it up. And uh yeah. <laughs> and I thank have- you. Thank you for admitting <laughs> that here. <laughs> and I, you know, I've since done like certifications, but I was put on the spot. I just like was like, uh, I'm not a therapist. I'm a life coach. And I it just like I went with it. And you know, I was one of the first people to really kind of start you know, doing this kind of work in that context. Um, and it's, and it's, it's been nice. It, it, it's, it's worked really well. So like I said, you, you, you fake it till you make it, I guess. Right. Is that well, how it now, you really are a spiritual life coach now? So like it, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, Michelle, I want to talk, um, about sort of how we can connect and, and drop in a little bit. Obviously we're going to talk about how people can work with you because literally every single person that hears this podcast is going to want to work with you. Um, and I would love to talk about soul groups as well. And also the fact that we are these amazing spiritual beings having these human experiences and people ask me a lot, why do we come back? If spirit is so nice, why are we coming back and back again? Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of touch on all that. I want to take a really quick break here. Love it. Come back and really go over all those things. Um, I'm having the best time already. I'm here with Michelle Brock, spiritual life coach who has a specialty in past life regression. Um, Stick with us here on You Are Not Alone. We'll be right back. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Hi, friends. You are back listening to You Are Not Alone with me, spiritual medium Erica Gabriel. And 
Michelle Brock, who is a spiritual life coach. She specializes in past life regression. We're just um, really talking about her backstory, I guess, her origin story, how she came to do this amazing work. Um, I'm blown away that she was trained with Brian Weiss because he wrote one of my favorite books, Many Lives, Many Masters. That totally changed my life. And um, I think that's so cool. I didn't know that before this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and we're just going oh, really talking about um, past lives and, and how incredibly powerful it is that they can heal our current our current lives. Yeah. And, you know, something interesting, Michelle, I wanted to tell you is like people ask me in readings, are you going to tell me about a past life? And what I always tell people is that one will come up. I will see one. If it is affecting your current life, so meaning I don't do past life regression, but at times in a session, people's guides will bring up a past life if it's truly really kind of affecting something with them in this life, you know? Absolutely. So. It's that's been really really interesting for me. I um I'll I'll see someone's guides will kind of show me something that's really affecting something that's like a hot topic for them at this time. You know that they need help moving through. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's so cool. So you were trained by him, and then you you were like, okay, I'm ready to share this, and I'm ready to do this. And has that been just an unbelievable experience to hear people's stories and w- what lives they've been through? Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. People are fascinating. You know, people's stories are fascinating, even though their stories in this life. And then you start adding on top of that, you know, the different places and, and time periods and events in history that people describe witnessing. It's absolutely fascinating. The joke I always make is that it's impossible to have a boring day at the office. <laughs> it's so interesting. And I'm a little bit of a history nerd also as well. So that definitely serves me. But just what you said is exactly right. Like, the patterns that we repeat from past lives, the way that they show up in our current life and the way that they impact us today is endlessly fascinating because we're on this larger journey and we're, we're here to learn and evolve and grow and have experiences. And we, you know, learn by doing right. We're, we're beings who, who have to have these experiences in order to learn. So looking back at people's past lives, they can kind of pick out different patterns or different things that they're being challenged with or, or working on based on kind of the stories from, from their past, kind of what they need to focus on right now and where they need to head uh, or what they need to let go of or heal in order to create the future that they would like to have that maybe represents their highest destiny. And that's kind of the crux of what I do as a life coach. I want to know what people want to, to bring in, what they want to change, yeah. how they want to live, you know, more fully, more peacefully in the present. Um, and that, that's really kind of uh, the, the basis of the work I do. That's so amazing and so healing. And and so so what happens is we live this life, we have themes, like you're saying, we have things we're accomplishing, we're working towards, you help them examine that. And then we cross over to the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And we reunite with our loved ones and um, then we choose to come back. And so something that people always ask me is, why? Why do we choose mm-hmm. to come back? 
why. And, and, you know, something my guides always say is like, you know, sometimes we, we do that, you know, we think, gosh, let's, let's go. And then you get there and go, oh God, why did I do this again? This is so hard, you know, but, but what is your take on that? What, you know, I know what my guides say, but I'm so fascinated to know what your, your team says. Why do we choose to come back again and again? Well, we, we choose to come back so that we can evolve and learn and grow. And I, I do get a lot of clients who are kind of, um, I don't use the term old soul because I don't believe that age guarantees wisdom. Um, I use the term evolved soul instead, mm-hmm. you know, because you can be, you can be old and ignorant. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, some of the more evolved souls are kind of like, oh gosh, I have to go back again. <laughs> and I deal with all of the the pain and and disconnect, uh, you know, of uh, uh, being in a physical body. When we're in spirit, we're completely connected to source and love and 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 light and joy. So we're kind of born forgetting and born kind of cut off. And the challenge is to learn how to connect with spirit in a body, right? But also to help the consciousness of the planet. I think a lot of evolved souls, particularly now in this time, right now on planet Earth, because we're in the huge growing pains of, of a new era on planet Earth, a lot of people signed up to be here to kind of help play a role in, in raising that consciousness. So it's about evolving and growing, but it's about sharing your gifts and sharing wisdom and, and trying to be part of that collective um, greater, greater good, greater movement. And I heard you say that, and that is such an important thing for right now is like, if you are here right now, you are well equipped, friends. It's not a mistake that you're here on this planet during this time. You've got the goods and part of your path is unearthing them, discovering them, believing in them, but you've got it, right? You're not here by accident during COVID. You're not here by accident during everything that's happening. Right. People say like, what if I don't have a past life? I'm like, well, you're in the wrong place. If, you <laughs> if you're new to planet Earth and you decided to just drop here in 2020, like you, you're, you're literally like we, we, we have been working towards this individually and collectively for thousands of years. Do you think that people that commit suicide, it's just too much to bear and they just they tap out or they're, you know, they 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 tap out. It's yeah. too much. I, I've found that when you do take your own life, you tend to reincarnate faster mm-hmm. and the lessons tend to be magnified the second time around. I, I had a client once years ago who had remembered her, she, she had admitted to me that she had some, some suicidal thoughts. Um, you know, she wasn't in a, a dangerous place that I felt like I needed to refer her elsewhere, but she had taken her life in the, the three past lives before this. And each time the challenge didn't go away, it just got worse and bigger. The universe ups time. the stakes, ups right. the stakes. But like do- you don't get out of the lesson. You keep having to come back and, and deal with it again. So I, I found that, you know, people that want to kind of shortcut themselves by cutting out early uh, tend to end up back here quicker. But do we wait Right. Because what my guides have told me, people go, gosh, if, if there's reincarnation, then when I die, will my mom be waiting? Will my dad be waiting? Will my blank be waiting? And mm-hmm. what I've always gotten from guides is that, you know, time is just so utterly different in spirit and that they do wait to reunite. How do you feel about that? 
Absolutely. And also, yeah. too, there are so many multiple dimensions of reality happening concurrently. You know, I've had people experience, you know, connecting with spirit guides who are alive right now. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's that happen? Well, a part of that spirit, you know, the, this one woman, this happened last week. She had this profound experience where her husband, who was home, <laughs> you know, like he was in the other room actually, like watching her because we were doing this session via Zoom. He was watching the five-year-old while she did the passive aggression session. He came to her and he told her some really profound things about why they'd met, what their soul contract was, mm. you know, and 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 I was just like, okay, well, he's in the other room. He's not dead, but a part of his spirit on another dimension and on another plane was able to visit him. So it's possible that if your mother has reincarnated and moved on and you survived her 50 years, yeah, she'll be waiting for you on the other side because there's just so much more to our existence than what we can comprehend with our physical eyes and our our physical selves. That's my take on it. That is such a touchdown for me, what you just said. I love that. And And it's reaffirmed in all areas that I work with. Like people ask about hauntings and it's Mm -hmm. like, well, there's all kinds of hauntings, but if everything is happening all at once, if time is a circle and there's no beginning, middle, or end, and you go to where the Declaration of Independence was signed, are they there signing it? Well, yeah, basically, because it's all a circle. So is that a haunting? No, you're in a historic site. You know what I mean? So, But then, of course, there's hauntings and poltergeists and all that different things, but but there is that kind of idea of time, you know, and that's why we... What you described was my my foray into shamanism, where I tried to understand energy and time and, you know, basically studying these traditions from, like I said, five different continents. I've studied uh, shamanism uh, traditions, and they're all kind of essentially doing the same thing where the shaman has this relationship with the spirit world and they can journey for you. But there was a there's a, a technique called soul retrieval. And the concept is that when somebody's experiencing an illness, um, whether it's a mental illness or a physical illness, for indigenous people, they didn't, they didn't distinguish those. They were the same. That the problem was that some trauma had happened at an earlier time and a piece of their soul had splintered off and was left behind in that place. Yes. And that yes. it needed to go be retrieved and come back to them in order to experience being whole. So what we experience in places that are historic or, or, quote, haunted are usually residual energy from significant events or, or traumatic things. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time my dad, he wanted to go camping and he was like, there's this really great place. It's right near Gettysburg. I was like, Dad, really? No, <laughs> we're not going there. <laughs> You're going to take your psychic medium daughter camping to Gettysburg. And, you know, it's just like, no, because... <laughs> Now, are those soldiers reincarnated? Yes, but they experienced a trauma. Many of them were young. Many of them were confused. Many of them didn't even know why they were there and frightened. And, you know, the, all of that trauma stays in that space. And people can feel it. Some people can feel it more than others, people who are more empathic or a little more in tune. But some people are like, ooh, that place is creepy. I don't know why. Well, yeah, because it was a penitentiary where people suffered, you know? <laughs> and Absolutely. When yes. you have an experience like that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We, 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 em- we emote, and when we emote, we emote energy, and that energy can remain uh, in these places, and we can feel them. So... This That's is awesome. on hauntings. Absolutely. It's just so interesting and it's just so important because I think, you know, when when we do readings and um, people ask me, you know, questions and things like that, it's there's so much. Sometimes it's hard to answer just yeah. like one thing because this is so layered and we're currently existing and experiencing only one one beautiful, sacred, and utterly important part, but one part of the whole and one part of our soul's journey. Yes, yes. That's amazing. And I've found that that technique, soul retrieval, is in essence a past life regression. These people journey to their own past. You know, I'm not journeying for them. They're journeying on their own behalf for their own healing. And by recalling these memories, so say, for example, somebody had a past life where they died on the battlefield in Gettysburg. I've had a few you know, civil war soldiers in this life, they go back and they can, they can reclaim that scared 19 year old boy part of themselves that experienced something that were far from home or, or, you know, in physical pain, they can bring that piece of themselves back and, and reclaim that trauma. And then that trauma is no longer informing them on a unconscious or spiritual level. Like the, to me, the unconscious and spirit are the same. So the idea is that we experience things that are emotional from a past life, and that's what we carry with us into our current life and are oftentimes holding us back. Maybe that little boy in Gettysburg it, it, you know, created a fear around taking risks, right, or, or fear of the unknown, and then that might be holding him back from taking a new job or, or whatever it is, right? There are a million stories that that could inform. So the idea is to remove that, release that, and kind of reclaim that past trauma in order to become more whole and more healed in your current life. Right. And be able to exist and do what we're supposed to do in this one, in this yeah. life. Absolutely. So you mentioned um, soul contracts and soul groups. Mm. And so some people that are listening really like sometimes I read for people and the idea of past lives is a brand, brand new idea, right? Which is, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, let me tell you, if someone worked on the stock market right now (laughs) and wanted to tell me about the stock market, they would be telling me ideas I've never even heard of or thought of. You know what I mean? So everyone has different things that they're uh, deep in. So that's not a, a judgment at all. And, but I, I no but period. And I want to really bring out this idea of soul groups and soul contracts for people that have never even heard of them before. Right. And there, again, there's so many people that are just thinking past lives, maybe something they want to learn about, but they don't even know if they believe it and they don't know anything about it, you know? So I want to bring forward this idea of soul groups because, um, it's so sacred and so special and so important. So I, I wonder if you could talk on that a little bit. Yeah, I think that that's a really, really great um, topic. And like you said, 
you know, in this culture, you know, most people don't grow up believing in past lives. And yes. I think that that's changing. I, I, I saw that something like four out of 10 Americans now believe in reincarnation. I meet people all the time, particularly older generations that are like, this is really interesting, but like my religion doesn't let me believe in that. It's oh, like, well, yeah. But if it's your own experience, then can't that be your truth, right? Like, mm -hmm. so to me, believing in reincarnation or not believing in reincarnation doesn't change how I work with someone doing a passive regression. Yeah. Is it really your past life? Well, you find out when you die. I don't know. I believe that they are. You know, I've had mm -hmm. um, a lot of experiences with people validating historical facts from past lives that have kind of led me to, to believe that that's my truth. But everybody has to find their own truth for themselves. Agree. But what you talk about, about these soul contracts and soul mates, I think is a very practical way that people can experience uh, something that feels like from a past life or feels like a connection that came from before in the way that we cross paths with other human beings, right? We meet somebody and it's like, oh, they're so familiar. Or what you were describing in your intro about how like, it just felt like you should know me, right? <laughs> I think that we 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 have these experiences. People say that all the time, or they have like that one grandparent that just gets them, or that friend that they met that like, oh, do you seem familiar? And that works for romantic soulmates as well. But we have many different kinds of soulmates. Yes, um, I think the idea that there's like the one is probably the biggest myth. Yes, out there we have many soulmates. In fact. I have I, friends that are soulmates of mine, you know? I, uh, yes. I, yeah. I define soulmate as anybody you've known before in a past life. Mm, oh, that's so beautiful, Michelle. I love well, that, that. That includes the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these karmic relationships we have with people, these difficult connections are also soulmates and they're soul contracts. So the idea of a soul contract is that we choose our incarnation. We choose our bodies. We choose our families. We choose our circumstances in order to help us learn and grow. Now, this is something I, I mean, I tell people you can only blame your parents so much. It's like, well, you chose them. Um, I tell okay. my kids that all the time. You chose me. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm I, always telling my kids when I'm like, we're like cuddling. I'm like, thank you for choosing me. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope I'm serving you like the, to the best of my ability. Like, thank you for picking me. You're so awesome. They're I'm like, so they're like, you're welcome, mom. <laughs> you know, they're five and seven. They're like, you're welcome. They're starting to get it though. Yeah. You know, and it is, I, I, they, they were wise in choosing a mother that would help, you know, nourish you know, their, their, their spiritual side and, and help them find, you know, more of like who they are. But we choose sometimes to have abusive parents in order to challenge ourselves, right? Like, mm -hmm. so we, we, we decided before we were born what we were going to work on and, and how that was going to look. And then what we did is we also ha had our little pool of people we incarnate with and decided, well, you're going to be my mother because this is how we're going to learn and grow from each other. And then you're going to be my husband, but then we're going to get divorced mm -hmm. <laughs> in order to propel me on a, in a, on a, on a new journey, you know, that we have that the idea of a soul contract is that it was discussed before and decided before. Right. And that we have these groups of people that we tend to, people call them like soul tribe that we tend to reincarnate with together. So say for example, you're, 
one of your children is your soulmate and one of your children has like a best friend that is their soulmate, well, chances are you probably knew their best friend before too, right? Oh, yeah. Spider webs of these connections. Um, And really, it's one of the coolest things about doing past life work is when people actually can see people in their past lives and recognize them as people that they know now. It's probably one of the most beautiful aspects of this work. Like, wow, my husband is my soulmate or, you know, my, my friend that I felt like I knew before, like I, this is, this is our story. Um, it's very romantic in a way, but it's also, we, we learn and grow through each other, right? Through these connections and the interactions um, that we have with various human beings. That is so beautiful. And it's so wild you just brought up your daughter's little best friend. So ever since we started talking, so while we're talking, I have been, I'm like aromatherapying. I've saged four times. I'm trying, you know, I'm working on keeping myself grounded. I'm lighting Palo Santo. I'm like uh, taking notes. And and I mean that in a good way because it means that it's like I feel as we're talking, our, our conversation could just take flight, you know? So I want to continue to talk in ways that's sharing with everyone listening to this. But um, what's interesting is that you brought that up. And, you know, ever since we started talking, my dear friend, Christine, who I met when I was 17 months old Mm. and we were, I mean, I just was absolutely in love with her my whole life. And she committed suicide a few years back. Mm. And ever since you and I started talking, she has been here the entire time. Wow. And I just, and and you keep on kind of pinging on things that have to do with her, like your daughter's little best friend. And like, you know, it's just, and it's just so interesting that you just said that, but she's literally been with us the whole time. And it kind of is making me feel like she's the one that connected us as well. Possibly. Yeah. Like I said, I I have like major goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and what ends up happening when we have these soulmate connections that, that, that don't get to stay with us. And, and, and like I said, to, to have someone take their own life is, is something that is very difficult to understand. And I feel like her journey was a little more complicated than anybody, but the people closest to her knew, you know, but, yes. you know, they end up being closer to us in some ways when they can be on the other side because mm-hmm. they're constantly around us. And they're constantly sending us things and they're constantly guiding us, you know? Agreed. And like, as she's been in spirit, she's been become more and more powerful, not powerful, but more comfortable in spirit. And so mm-hmm. we've, we've been working together a lot, but it's just interesting when you keep on talking about those soul contracts and soul groups, groups, excuse me, she's really the one that is coming up so much as, as, as everyone in my life, of course, but yeah. with her, just us being so utterly connected and so close, it just has been making me think about her because she was really such a soulmate, you know, and, and I have many, but, but she really does come up and and I know she loved that book as well many lives many masters you know so it's amazing as you step more into like a more public way with the work that you do and really encourage it it's almost like you guys used to joke around like it was like your secret or something like that she knew that you had like secret powers that like other people did I was was almost like she's like your secret's out and it needs to be out you know yeah exactly (laughs) well I you know it was cool because I had a chance to read I read for her two or three three times before she passed away. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So she really and knew that you were stepping into doing this work. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, she knew. She she was like, well, she was so ahead of her time and so spiritual and such a just a sensitive light, you know, and a healer mm-hmm. in her own right. So, but it's it's so cool when you just talk about those those incredible um, soul connections. You know them, and and to anyone listening, it's like you know your people, and and that's kind of. I want to take a quick break, but I want to you know ask you how do we kind of do this work. Obviously, I want to know how people can work with you, but I also want to know if there's any tips you can give people for connecting with their with their own past lives, you know, and, and their own things that may be affecting them. And and when I think of Christine or, or the people in my life, even my my other bestest friend in the world, Priya, like I just you you know who they are, guys, the people that, you know, you've been with before. You can feel them, you can feel it, you can sense it so much. And and I want to go deeper into that to kind of empower people with some tools so how they can locate some of their connections. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick, quick break here. We're going to come back more with this awesome conversation with Michelle Brock, again, who's a spiritual life coach and has a specialty in past life regression. Michelle, this is amazing. Guys, we'll be right, right back. You're listening to You Are Not Alone. We are back and um, I'm not even going to recap what we're talking about because again, I feel like if you're just joining us now, rewind, listen from the start. This is awesome, Michelle. um, So we want to talk about a little bit, anything you can give people to help them start to open up. First of all, obviously read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian L. Weiss to really introduce a lot of these ideas, right? Um, and hopefully watch some of your videos. And also, uh, what what would you tell people who are like, do I have past lives? How do I know? How do I connect? How do I how do I start that journey on my own? Yeah, you know, I think that we, I think that there are a lot of clues around people that kind of lead to past lives. It's interesting. I worked with one woman once who. Uh, I ended up having to go to her home to work with her. Her husband had bought her a gift certificate to work with me for her birthday. So she's like, I don't believe in any of this stuff at all. I'm like, okay. You know, like it was strange, but she had all these little like tchotchkes that she collected that were like Egyptian. So she had a little ISIS and and obviously you can't have actual artifacts from Egypt because Um, (laughs) Dr. Zahi Hawass will come after you, but they were little like representations of um, different gods and pyramids. And I I asked her about it and she's like, Oh, I love, I love Egypt. I go there all the time. I'm like, okay. So she had a past life in ancient Egypt. Now, Did she have that past life because she loves Egypt or does she love Egypt because she had that past life, right? You know, um, if you ever come to my home, you can tell by how I've decorated my home certain things about my past lives, right? Um, Different things that people are drawn to. People describe, you know, going to a place they've never been to before and they just kind of like knew their way around. Yes. Or hearing a language that they don't speak that they're kind of like, I don't know what they're saying, but this sounds familiar. Um, it was interesting. My, one of my best friends, uh, traveled to India. She goes there all the time right now. She works in fashion, fashion. So she buys fabric. The first time she was there, she described, she landed, it was pitch dark. It was this long, long, long flight. She got off and she just knew where she was and she knew 
there was something that was burning and she knew what it was. And it was like, they, they burned uh, like dung there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, she like, she just knew all the smells and she knew even though she couldn't see it. And in the morning she woke up, she's like, Oh, I knew that this was, this was here and this was there. Um, so I think a lot of people have experiences like that or deja yeah. vu's that they don't necessarily, because we don't speak so openly in this culture about past lives that it's not necessarily on our radar. And, you know, in Mm. New York City, when I first got into this work, I was super like, I would just talk to anybody that would listen to me about it, past lives. And I jumped into a taxi and the driver, he was, he was Sikh. And so I was like, oh, do you, do you know about your past lives? Like, and he just looked at me, he goes, lady, you just jumped in my cab. You want me to tell you about my karma? Like, like I, like I was this crazy person. Like it's like a very personal thing for him, mm. you know, what his specific karma was. And I, you know, cause I was just like all like bright eyed and bushy tailed, like, Ooh, let's talk past lives. You know, in his culture, it's something that like they speak to children even about like this, this is a, a fact. So that's one thing I think just really being open to it and really thinking about it. Most people, when I ask them who they think they were in a past life, most people are right. Right. And most people have an answer. They're like, well, I think, yeah, it's interesting, but right. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. When I was opening as a medium, my guides told me that I have been like an oracle and a medium and a spiritual woman life after life, after life, after life, after life. And that one of the things that I'm here to do in this life is to debunk some of the stigmas and um, to like bring it to the masses, basically. I love that. And and that's probably why you were drawn to me. We're in the same soul. soul totally. Yeah. And, and I was like, that's okay. Really and they're like, right. These experiences are human. They're common even. Right. And we, mm. we, we don't really own them in that way. It has to be weird or people think that there's like a, a like I'm going to have a turban on and have a crystal ball. I'm like, I'm just like a normal mom. Right. And these are experiences. Yes. And I think that you bring that energy to it as well. Or like, okay, this is something that happened to me. It takes courage though. Right. Because it oh is. Oh my gosh. Though. Yes. And, and that was something. Yes, that was when I was going through my dark night and in a lot of fear, I realized that in many lives I was killed for doing this work, although always revered. It's so interesting with ancient cultures. You look at like uh, shamans or spiritual people or oracles or witches, you know, it's like they hate them. They live on the outskirts of town. But when shit goes down, everyone's running to the witch to figure out what's going on. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, and I tell people all the time, I mean, I have a lot of odd jokes, but um, the Spanish Inquisition didn't go so well for me, you know? (laughs) You're like, there's a little bit of past life humor for you. I'm still a witch, you know? know, There have been a lot of um, fear and persecution and, and misunderstanding about, you know, the realm of spirit and and this is kind of related to you know the the divine feminine versus the the patriarchal system you know where they the, the spanish inquisition was about fear of of a certain kind of spiritual power that certain like spiritual women had right they called them witches they weren't they were healers right exactly yes and, and trying to kind of um you know, replace that whole idea of the divine feminine with this patriarchal, like, if you can't think it or write it, it doesn't exist, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that what's happening right now on planet Earth is that we're, we're making that shift back to more of the divine feminine 
um, which is why so many of us who have been healers or oracles in a past life are here right now. Yeah. Um, because we're kind of like, hello, we're here. And I, you know, you're not going to come and like burn my house down or yes. mistake for speaking my truth now. We're, we're safe. It's like, it was like all these healers, light workers. Yeah. Activated. Go, go, go. And it, it's so interesting you're saying that too, Michelle, because something that's come up and that I've read a lot about is um, in the nineties, there were also a lot of healers and art uh, and, and light workers kind of coming of age. Yes. Right. And that's when we had Prozac Nation. Right. They were weird. They had plugs in their ears. They were getting tattoos. They were weirdos. They couldn't sit still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so there was a lot of over medication. I'm not against Western medicine at all, but there was a lot of this over medication. Right. So whereas like it was trying to dull all that. Right. Not for everyone, guys. I know a lot of people that have taken medication that have helped yeah. them so much. I'm they talking about an abuse, right. ab- abuse of right. it is what I'm talking about. And so a lot of those light workers were dimmed and dulled. Right. You know, and I, I also, too, I, I have a theory that a lot of what we call, um, you know, neurodiversity also, too, like where people are like kind of like with the high functioning autism you know, people with like Asperger's, um, you know, if somebody with Asperger's would have been born in the Lakota tribe, they would have taken that person to the healer and they would have become the, the Oracle. They would have become the record keeper of the the tribe. They would have honored it as, you know, the way that they take in information or the way that they kind of view the world or the gifts that they have, right. Mm. Where we are, about stuffing things down or making things fit in a certain box. And I think that a lot of that Prozac Nation was about that, where it was kind of like, if you're different or you think different, you got to, we're going to treat it as a, as a, as a disorder, right? Whereas like, what is normal? Who gets to decide what's normal? Correct. My brain works or the way that your brain works. Well, I mean, I talk to dead people. So do do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh my God. It is so funny. You said that I had, this was years ago when I wanted to go to a therapist and, um, I sat down with her super nice lady. And I was like, so I'm just going to straight up. I have two things I need to ask you. And she was like, okay. And I'm like, one, I talk to dead people and I have voices in my head. So if you think I'm schizophrenic, this is not going to work. And two, I need to know who you voted for. Uh Did it work out? It It worked out. It worked out. She was, I'm like, no, but literally I have voices in my head and I literally talk to the dead and do evidentiary mediumship. And I was like, are you cool with that? And she was like, I think I can still help you. I'm like, okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, there are a few therapists um, who do regularly kind of send me people and they're like, you know, I don't know if if it works, but like, okay, I can't get to the root of this with them. So let's like probe deeper. And I love how open-minded and some of them are like, I don't even know if I believe in reincarnation, but I've heard that this is what you do. Um, and then I I have, like I said, I have good working relationships with several professionals like that. It's like, why not? Let's be open-minded. Let's, let's go probe deeper and, and open the window, the curtains wider on what we believe you know, it is possible. Yes. And I think that's really kind of a big feature of how the world is changing. We're starting to really be open and, and going back to your original question about what people can do in order to kind of have these experiences, be open to them, you know, like set an intention, be like, can, like, 
I'd love to have a dream tonight to, you know, speak to your guide, say, can you show me a past life in a dream? Or, you know, can, can it, can I have a, a synchronicity happen? You know, that'll show me, or I want to meet a soulmate. You know, we, we can really just be open to the realm of possibility. I think that's the biggest thing people can do is just say yes to possibility. Mm, mm, opening that channel, opening that yeah. door and opening that door for, for information. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, even if you, if there's books you read on history and you get chills mm-hmm. when you read certain things or you're super drawn to, to certain thing. When I look at my guides, I have a, I have a, a different groups of guides that I work with, but I can kind of see the guides that I brought with me from different lives. You know what yeah. I mean? That are from completely different areas as well. So Michelle, do you work with guides? guides as well during these sessions. How does that work for you? I do. Yeah. When I work with somebody, you know, we spend a, a good hour before we do the passive progression, really discussing, you know, their experiences in this life. Um, and I am connecting with their guides during that time. Like sometimes I'll be like, tell me about the piano lessons. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Like I didn't you know where it's like somebody's grandmother is telling me <laughs> to ask them a question about their childhood yeah. or, or whatever. Right. Um, and during the actual regression, I absolutely am just holding space for them because it, the past lives come from spirit because Mm. what we mentioned before is true. Time doesn't exist. The past, present, and future are all happening concurrently. So I tell my clients, you know, your guides are going to show you your past lives. We're just opening that channel and that space. The healers are the spirits. They know what you need to see. So it's not really coming from me as much as it's coming through me. I'm just helping them. I'm just guiding them to a place that they're relaxed enough and open enough to the experience. But then their guides show them. Their past lives come to them. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm trying to remember what happened in the 1600s. Right. You're not like straining. It, it's like they start to see, they start to feel, right? It's a receptive experience because is- it comes from spirit. That is so cool. I know where our time is almost up, but I want to know um, what your guides, what spirit, what incarnation can help kind of reflect upon this COVID time for us, yeah. for anyone out there hurting right now. You know, I think that the analogy that I could make is that, you know, when you're in the birth canal, it can often feel like you're dying. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're really just being forced to surrender right now. And kind of let these systems that aren't serving us anymore completely collapse. And because we're humans and we, we like to be in control, we, you know, loss of control and the uncertainty is very, very difficult, I think. Yeah. For people. Wow. But it is leading somewhere. You know, we're all being asked to kind of stay home and stay away from each other. But in a certain way, we're learning how to connect with each other in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a deeper way. That's not mm-hmm. a surface. And when we do interact with people, it means more. Um, I think that there's a little bit of an element of that too. But yeah, we're, we're right in the middle of the birth canal. And what I can suggest to people is like, you know, push and breathe, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> we're, we're right in the thick of it. And that's that it. Amazing. Yeah. Push through, breathe. A whole new world is waiting on the other side. Yep. And it's not easy. Like I said, birth often does feel like destruction. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That's awesome. And then um, we have a little bit more time. I don't know if you want to connect with my guides at all. If not, that's fine. And we can end. It's up to you, my friend. No, what would you, what would you like to do? You want to, you want to talk about your past lives? 
Oh my gosh. Yes. I would love to, if you have time, but I, you know, it's up to you, but yes, I would love to talk about my past lives and see if my guides wanted to bring forward anything that would serve me. I feel like this would be so cool because then people can have an idea about some of the things that come up when they work with you. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't always, I mean, doing a passive regression is allowing the person to experience the past lives themselves. Right. Rather than me telling them. But I feel compelled to kind of share with you that um, in the past and and in particular, I'm feeling very drawn to like possibly Crete or ancient Greece. Wow. You've had a lot of past lives where you've kind of served in the temple or served for the, the monarch or served, you know, in, in, in a smaller communities that you were revered in, in a, like you said, in, in a village, um, that in this life, you're meant to kind of take that message kind of in, in a, in a larger context, but that you've been kind of groomed for this, that, you know, you are the girl next door. <laughs> you're the mom next door, right? <laughs> you, you kind of chose to, um, you know, I tell this to people also too, like, you know, in a past life, I was a bald Asian man. I was still talking about past lives for some reason as an American, <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I have blonde hair and I'm like, you know, like a mom, you know, right. you have that relatable thing. Are you really, I, I almost feel like you were like at the temple of Apollo or something like, I don't like, wow. like I'm getting like a Pythia kind of thing. Um, but I'm also getting like, uh, some Peruvian connection and it feels more Amazon and less Andes that there was possibly, are you drawn to Peruvian shamanism? I love it, but I don't know much about it. And I'm writing everything you're saying down and I'm going to look at pictures and see how I feel. Yeah. Uh, there's like, it, it feels more Amazonian. I feel like you were a man in that life. Um, but in that culture, you, they, they treated uh, male and female, very kind of um, balanced Um that you are very balanced in your masculine and, and feminine yeah. energy in this life too. But um, I do get that there was a lot of rejection in some of your past lives. That feels more like medieval Europe, um, yeah. that there was a lot of loneliness that kind of came with it. And in this life, that's why you aren't a monk or a, a live in a cave somewhere. You have a family and that your husband is um, pretty central to kind of creating that sense of, of balance for you so that you don't have to suffer for the message that you have. Um, you know, like I said, I I feel like there are, do you like Greece? Have you been to Greece? No, but I'm I would love to go to Greece. And it's so funny you brought up the Amazon because I think the Amazon sounds like the most amazing place. Mm -hmm. And I am the idea of going there terrifies me. It's so interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of your past lives as a healer, there was some sort of suffering attached to it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I definitely sense that. And I've been told yeah. that, you know, there was a lot, but it's, it's kind of been going on for, for many, many lives. That's why when I look at my guides, I'm like, oh, hello. You know, there's all different people from different places, you right. know, which is really interesting. <laughs> um, that's so cool. Um, and, and the yeah. medieval Europe, that's fantastic. I love that. And it's so weird for you either, but you know, <laughs> no, it's it's so weird you said that because I actually saw my husband, one of my husband's past lives one time, mm-hmm. and he was like, I-, I kept on saying, "Don't you remember? Don't you remember?" Because I could see him in uh, his eyes. You know, what it was his eyes, and he was like, I think it was like medieval Europe, but he was like 
dancing in the street. Like he oh, was wow. a dancer. So I don't know if it was more Middle Eastern. I, I couldn't tell, but it was almost like he had like bells on him and he was a woman. He was dancing, dark hair, dark eyes, dark skin, beautiful, but like almost dancing in the street for money in ancient times. It was really fascinating. It looks like Spain or something, right? Is that what it yeah, looks like? Yeah. But, but in Spain, there was that whole, Spain wasn't always Spain, right? It was, it was right. What, Right. So it was kind of that whole vibe. It was really fascinating. And I'm like, I could just see him dancing wow. and performing, but was sort of rejected. And it was interesting. Yeah. And and he was open to being a woman in a past life. Oh, yeah. My husband, my, <laughs> my husband is down on every level. He you would just love him. I he, love him. Oh my God. He, he's awesome. He's amazing. Um, well, this is, thank you so much for that. I wrote down every single thing you said, and I'm going to Google everything, every single, everything, every, every, no, though, keep going, keep going. You're such a refreshing voice with this because you're just so grounded in what you do. And like I said, it's really going to help. And, you know, not just the people listening to this podcast, there'll be other things as well. Just keep going. You're just a, a really natural born teacher. And, and this purpose is going to continue to unfold. Just keep going. The teaching. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. You are such a bright light. I know why spirit brought us together. You're so incredible. Um, can I like call you like tomorrow just to yes. chat as friends? <laughs> I would love that. Yes. Oh, I, I have a feeling yeah, this, this is, this feels like a great connection to me. Too. I, oh, that's so odd. Now that I found you, I don't want to lose you. I don't want it to end, but I, I'm just blown away by the knowledge that you bring and, and truly how you share the information. You are crystal, crystal clear and awesome. it's incredible. I love that we found each other. Thank Michelle, you. how can people work with you? Literally, I think every single person that hears this is going to want to do a, a regression with you. I know I'm going to book one. Yeah. Um, I know my sisters want to book one. I know my friend already booked one. <laughs> yes. Um, so the best way to reach me is through my website, which is Michelle with two L's dash Brock, B-R-O-C-K. And, um, you know, you can do, uh, I'm doing passive regressions via zoom. I also do, um, intuitive readings, uh, life coaching sessions, but I also created an online course, which is kind of a virtual past life regression session with me. It's six video modules in which I, I describe the process and I kind of walk you through it. Um, a lot of people like it. They've been having good experiences with it. Um, and I also have a meditation MP3, which is a full length past life regression because I want everyone everywhere to experience the passive regression. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it as accessible to people as possible. Um, I would love to do private sessions with everyone on planet earth, but I don't know if I have that much time, but mm -hmm. um, I, I will do my best. But um, yeah, by visiting my website, um, Google me. Um, but I would, yeah, I, like I said, it's, I think that if everybody on planet earth did like experience a passive regression, there would be world peace because we would really understand that we are all equal and that whatever differences that we do have are, are just perceived um, and very surface level. And on a soul level, we're on the same journey over many lifetimes. And I think that, you know, really understanding that on a personal level is a really powerful way to kind of create a, a society that features more equality. Wow. On so and and we're all, we're, we're all in this together. We are We're all in this together. Good. And you're also on Instagram, right, my friend? I am. Yeah. I'm Past Life Michelle. Past Life Michelle. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 
Perfect. Oh my gosh. What a joy. What a pleasure. What a blessing. What an amazing experience. Thank you so, so much. You guys go to Michelle's website, join her on Instagram. Michelle, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and to everyone listening. Um, I hope this brought forward some, some messages, some ideas, some information that will continue to open up your own intuitive voice, your own intuition, your own connection to spirit. It is such a pleasure and honor to have you listen to these podcasts every single week. Um, I love you all. Thank you for your DMs, your comments. Make sure you just, you subscribe to this podcast. Um, in my DMs, I'm taking questions. I'm going to do an episode soon where I just go through my DMs and answer all these uh, questions, questions that will serve the collective consciousness. So please stay in touch with me. You guys know how to find me. Um, it's ericagabriel.com. I'm also spiritual medium Erica on Instagram. So follow me there. Um, please know that no matter what you are not alone ever, ever, ever. God is with you always in all ways. And I send you all so many blessings, so much love, much, much light. God bless you all. And I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.